on 106 to 108 FM and Newstalk.com. This, this is Newstalk. And a number of the tabloids this morning going with the developments from the shooting on Christmas Eve. The Irish Daily Mirror, gang war fears as Christmas Eve target dies. The Irish Daily Star, war on the streets, fears of revenge attacks after a shot man dies in hospital. Third man is arrested over killing of steakhouse hitman. And the Irish Sun, now it's war. Fears of a revenge attack soared last night after a gangster shot in a Christmas Eve restaurant Hit died in hospital. Jason Hennessy Sr. lost an 11-day battle for his life yesterday after being blasted in the neck. And the hitman, Tristan Sherry, died in the Dublin Steakhouse bloodbath. Now Gardaí are bracing themselves for violence from his associates. One guard, the source, saying they're out for blood. The Irish Daily Mail, Gardaí patrol uh, G4 Asylum Centre. So Gardaí were last night out monitoring a new refugee asylum centre in the heart of an affluent Dublin 4 suburb amid fears it could be targeted by anti-migrant protesters. Gardaí are on high alert apparently according to the Mail after it emerged the former St Mary's nursing home site in Bullsbridge. A 220 bed facility will be housing refugee families in the coming days and the site is close to St Conlet's College Private School situated in one of the wealthiest neighbourhoods in the country. That's where all the uh, embassies are, where all the ambassadors live as well. So Gardaí out on force patrolling it, obviously fearful that it could be potentially uh, the the target of an arson attack, as we've seen right around the country, where places are earmarked for refugees. The Irish Examiner on the front page, very interesting one from the Minister for Agriculture. And think back to the last time you were in a restaurant. Did you find there was too much food on your plate? I was out on last Saturday and uh, the amount of veg I got with the meal had to leave a lot of it behind. There was so much of it. Now the Minister for Agriculture says that restaurants should cut down on the amount of food they put on our plates to reduce waste. The Irish Examiner says that Charlie McConlogue has stated there's a lot of waste in the food sector. He's urging every business to look to address the issue further. So we throw out an awful lot of food here in Ireland, about 770,000 tonnes of it, and around 31% comes from households, uh, 29% from manufacturing, and then the remainder remainder is coming from um, the food industry, from restaurants and things like that. And Charlie McConlogue says anytime he goes to a restaurant, he's tired of saying, that's enough, I don't need any more food on my plate. He says it's much better not to overload someone's plate but allow somebody to come back for seconds and there'll be a lot less putting food into the bin as a result of that approach. That's an interview with the Irish Examiner. Um, I think a lot of people would agree with him. Now there are some restaurants some high-end restaurants where your complaint would be you don't get enough food on the plate and it's all about how the food looks rather than how much food you get. The Irish Independent Revenue in Get Tough approach over unpaid taxes. So during the pandemic Uh, Some businesses had unsettled tax debts and now revenue is getting tough on those businesses. Uh, They did have a hands-off approach during the pandemic, but now they're getting down, getting tough on this, cracking down on it. Figures reveal a significant surge in judgments registered by the taxman against individuals and firms over the past 12 months, making up half of all those registered in the courts last year. So revenue getting tough over unpaid taxes. The Mail this morning has a big interview inside with Minister Mary Butler 
And this will be a bit of a headache for Minister Helen McEntee. So Helen McEntee has been at pains to say that the streets of Dublin are safe. Go on into Dublin, do your shopping, do your socialising. The streets are safe. Now Minister Mary Butler has said she no longer feels safe walking around Dublin on her own. Now, she's a a reason for this because she's been the target of uh, some... Uh, death threats and threats in general and she's worried about walking around for that reason but obviously there's a lot of focus on safety in Dublin city centre at the moment following uh, high profile assaults on tourists and we obviously had the riots there. Uh, Minister Mary Butler uh, has said that she no longer feels safe in Dublin even on Grafton Street just a few hundred metres from Leinster House. Uh, It's a damning uh, indication of what it's like to be a politician in Ireland that they feel they can't walk around and she fears for her well-being and also Minister Mary Butler giving this interview to the Mail talking about her pride for her transgender son as well. So it's a full page interview in the Mail, some interesting lines from it. Not ideal for the government though to have a minister saying they don't feel safe walking around Dublin on their own. The Mirror is looking at Luke Littler, the darts hero and uh, they say that after his thrilling final at the World Darts Championship Luke Littler faced another crunch match with a packet of Watsits and a bag of Doritos so essentially the photographers followed him home after the final uh, the other night and uh, he was pictured at a petrol station eating Doritos and Watsits and he washed it down with a bottle of Yazoo flavoured milk. So just in case you're wondering what it's like to earn 200 grand in one night and how you'd celebrate, that's how he did it. Uh, He also enjoys a kebab as well as we know and he had a cheeseburger and chips so for some reason the papers are obsessed with what this 16 year old is eating and uh, that's how he celebrated his incredible run at the World Darts Championship. Good news if you are into your bookshops because the Times of London tells us that independent booksellers are enjoying a renaissance according to data which suggests that the pandemic is reawakening our thirst for reading. Despite the cost of living crisis, 51 independent bookshops opened last year and this is in the UK and Ireland. Uh, We had new branches of Waterstones opening in the UK as well as Eason's and Dubray bookshop chains in Ireland and they're saying that there's a boom for independent bookshops. I'd have to say anecdotally, I know a load of people who've really reignited their interest in reading and are reading two, three books at a time. So there's something about it. And I think as well, it's not the Kindle anymore. People still love having their book in their hand or whatever uh, electronically, but people like the feel of a book and turning the pages and all that. And that's why there's a boom for the bookshops. Interesting one in the Irish Independent. I don't know if you're watching Dragon's Den. I presume it was on last night. I was too busy watching Fool Me Once on Netflix, but I know a lot of people love watching Dragon's Den. And the Indo tells us that we've a design engineer from Ireland, Colin O'Brien, who has impressed the dragons. And he's going to impress every Irish mammy out there, I think, as well, with this invention. So he's from Julianstown in County Meath, and uh, he's a big interest in inventing things. He was on last night's episode of Dragon's Den, selling a product called Peggy Rain. And it was inspired by his mother, Peggy. Uh, He asked his mother if he could use his engineering skills to design something that would make her life easier. And she said... 
the best thing he could do would be to bring in something that means she didn't have to run out to bring the washing in every time it rained, which is the bane of all our lives. If you're lucky enough to have a garden to put your clothes out in, it's very annoying trying to watch the skies the whole time. Anyway, he went off and developed this product called Peggy Rain, which is a clothesline that protects your washing from downpours by deploying a plastic sheet. So the minute it starts to rain, the plastic covering comes down and makes sure that your clothes don't get wet. Uh, Congratulations to him. It sounds like it's going to be a very successful business indeed. Don't know how much it'll cost, but a lot of people would be interested in buying that. Final story, speaking of creative ideas, comes from The Telegraph. We have a lot of horses in Kildare. Maybe some of the delivery drivers would start considering this as an idea. An Indian food delivery driver took to horseback to feed his hungry customers. This is after fuel shortages forced him to abandon his motorbike and apparently the images have gone viral. The man can be seen trotting through the busy streets on a horse in footage of his novel efforts which were shared online. He's dressed in his delivery app logo, which is kind of similar to Deliveroo. I think it's the Indian version of Deliveroo. So he's seen in his uniform on the horse with the delivery bag hanging off his back. And uh, not the first time apparently this has happened in India. It also happened during heavy rains in Mumbai back in 2002. Uh, The reason he had to get on horseback was there was a strike by truckers which caused fuel shortage and traffic jams across India. And uh, what he decided to do was get on the horse instead. He couldn't get the petrol, had to wait three hours for it and instead he got on horseback. Maybe something we could consider here, although I'm not sure the rules of the road would probably allow that. Anyway, those are the stories making the headlines in today's papers. On 106 to 108 FM and Newstalk.com. This, this is Newstalk.